Hey, girl, you trying to hit this? Oh, you know exactly what I need. There we fucking go. Let's get into that, bitch. <sighs> Welcome back to Two Girls, One Blunt. I'm your co-host, Emily. And this is Jamie Lee. I'm excited. Um, so this week, it's we're going to talk more about dating. I mean, this is episode six. Do we want to give... Everyone, like, a life update. Yeah. So, last week we were talking about decriminalization of cannabis in the U.S. mainly. I know Mexico recently legalized it. Hey. I know. Let's go to Mexico. Yeah. We were kind of talking about how racism plays a big role in the first, the criminalization in the first place. Absolutely. The stigma against it. And then up to now, like, still people who are getting arrested, jailed, incarcerated, who are stuck in prison for years, maybe even life, for cannabis are black people and brown people. People think racism isn't prevalent in cities, but it very much is. Oh, it's so prevalent. Like yesterday, I was walking out of the tea station and this fam runs past me. He looked like he was like 18. Like oh, really? Like mine. And he runs past me like carrying groceries. I was like, oh shit, he's got to catch the train. So I just keep on going. And then there's like this weird white guy. Headphones and I couldn't hear shit. And then I see like these people in front of me. He, there was a white guy. There was that, a white guy. Yeah. He checked me out. And when you get checked out in public, you just ignore them. Otherwise, they're going to keep bothering you. Yes. So I just kept walking until I see like these people in front of me are like, what the fuck is happening? They're all like reacting to something behind me. I turn around. Um, the dude is on the floor. The white guy's like barreling past me, like going the opposite way in which he was heading. And the Latino guy's on the floor, so like he comes over to me, he's picking up all of his food. I'm like, are you okay? Because he has a busted eye, like he's clearly bleeding. He takes his mask off, he spits out a mouthful of blood. What? Yeah, and I was like, oh, I thought you had fallen or tripped while you were running with like your groceries. He was like, no, the white dude pushed me and said that he did it because I'm Hispanic. What the fuck? That makes my heart hurt. I felt so bad. I have 20 bucks cash. Can I buy your groceries? He was like, no, no, I work so hard. I was like, I know you do, but let me buy it. He wouldn't accept my money. And somebody was like, you got to go to the doctors. He was like, dude, I'm undocumented. I don't have health insurance. Like white people, if you see something, make sure you're standing up for people of color. Yeah, it happens so often. I think as white people, we might see racism less often. But that doesn't mean it's not happening often to people of color. Then to be oblivious to it. Exactly. So we're like, oh, it's not happening. No, it's not happening to you. But it's happening. If you guys haven't heard episode five, we get into racism, weed, you know, politics. So I think it's a, a great episode for people to listen to because I think everyone gets wicked excited about, you know, things going in a positive direction and forget that the negative things are still happening. What's going on in your life? So I get a lot of packages because I have a shopping addiction. So I open it. <laughs> on camera and I realized it's a box full of sex toys I'm like what the hell and then it like dawns on me I agreed to do about like a set a woman's sex toy review for a YouTube channel so I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna reviewing a bunch of different vibrators and whatever but they had just told me they were mailing it out the day before. I didn't think it was going to come that quickly. Especially with all like the issues with the post office this year during the pandemic. I've had mail that was mailed out like six months ago that just got to people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like going through this box and I kid you not, there was probably like seven vibrators in there, toy cleaner, loot. First of all, I was very excited because I see a bunch of vibrators and I'm like a vibrator queen. Are we all? But I've never used the Womanizer, which is, um, it's like one that like sucks on your clit or something. <laughs> and then the last one, this is heavy as fuck too. What is this? And I open it and I'm like, I don't know what it is. And then I can see through like the clear wrapping. It's like covered in lube or like some sort of like, I was like, my hands are sticky. <laughs> and it is literally a rubber vagina and butthole. And you unpackage it in front of me. Like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, oh, it's just a pussy. Like, What's up? Like, it literally had the outline of a clitoris, and then it has a hole that you can stick your dick in. And then I, like, lift it up a little bit, and there's a butthole. It's the whole package. I really think we should frame it and put it as an art piece in our home. Jamie's against that idea for some fucking reason that I don't know. I think 
think we should make it um, a wreath. Is it is it called a wreath? A wreath, yeah. A wreath. Why did I say wreath? Wreath. <laughs> Not weed on my mind. Um, a wreath and just put it on our door. So I think we should do that too. And anytime you knock, like you just see the fucking clitoris jiggle. And then decorate it for like every season. Oh my god, yes. But um, yeah, that's the update in my life. I mean, I guess when this episode airs, I will just be getting back from Puerto Rico. Oh yeah. yeah. I got invited to go on this like influencer trip to Puerto Rico, so that's something new. So I've literally been running around all week like crazy. Like a mad woman. I know. I'm just like upset about my wax situation. I wasn't shaving until next week so I could get a wax for LA and Miami and just be good for the whole trip. And my hair's not that long to get a wax, but I'm gonna attempt to get a wax in like three hours. We'll see how it goes. I'm literally gonna be like, wax whatever you can, leave whatever you need. I'm gonna come out looking like I have like bald patches. You're gonna have a mullet pussy. <laughs> I'm gonna have a mullet pussy. There might be um, some very big influencers there, which I'm excited about. It's not 100% yet, but. If it is, I'll talk about it next next yeah, episode. I mean, I guess this leads us into our first topic of the day, which is smoking weed. Just, just kidding. No, it's it's about weed and lifestyle. So sex, dating, yes, drugs, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, I would say like my favorite thing about weed is like smoking getting high and then having sex like high sex is the best like have you ever had high sex when have i not been high to have sex (laughs) that's like a serious question yes high sex is great (laughs) what do you like about having high sex i feel like it gets you out of your head Oh, absolutely. And for women, that's such a big thing because people really underestimate how much, like, what's on your mind, what's weighing on you, your stressors can really fuck with your libido. Um, Like, literally everything to do with sex with women is in your head. So if your head's fucked, you can't get fucked. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? The wisdom of the day. If your head's fucked, you can't get fucked. You guys heard it today on Two Girls, One Blunt. (laughs) Actually, I honestly think the people who are most fucked up do get fucked and they have the best sex, but, you know... Toxic sex is good sex. Yeah. Oh, man, I miss... I should call him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love having high sex, though. It was for that reason, too. I think I was super in my head. I didn't have an orgasm until I was, like, 21. Literally never had an orgasm. And it wasn't until I started smoking weed and I started using vibrators. Um, When I'm high, I feel things so much more intensely. It just makes it a lot more fun. And then I'm giggling. Like, yeah. I love when you giggle and have sex. I like when you can joke around during sex and have fun and laugh. I remember, I think one of my exes, he had a friend who used to do like the Squidward voice (laughs) during (laughs) during sex. (laughs) One time I remember I was riding one of my ex-boyfriends on top. And I look, I literally look at him and I go, say my name. (laughs) (laughs) And he just looks at me and he goes, Jamie. <laughs> and we start laughing. So we're laughing. I'm riding, doing my thing. We're just giggling the whole time. We're having a fun time. And at one point, I like kind of went up too high and his dick kind of like slid out and I squirted. And I and I was like, oh my God, he goes, did you just squirt? I go, yeah. And he goes, high five. And then we high five. And I think I was like not in my head. I was just having fun, laughing. Um, Okay, do you prefer sober sex? Mm-hmm. Or do you prefer high sex or drunk sex? Oh, God. I think it really depends. I, when I was a hoe, once upon a time, not long ago, I was a hoe. Yes. I always had to have sex drunk. I would like go, I'd get drunk and go to the bars and I just like didn't give a fuck. I think I really enjoy sober sex and high sex with like somebody that I love. So I, you need to be able to have sober sex. If you cannot have sober sex, something's wrong with you. So I, I prefer high sex over drunk sex. Because if I feel like I'm having drunk sex, it's like, because I don't like you. <clears throat> okay, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, how weed can increase libido. Do you feel like weed increases your sex drive? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay, it, I guess it depends. Because if I have like an indica and I'm ready to pass out, yeah. I'm going to look at my partner and be like, sorry, babe, we're going to bed. We're going to bed. Going back to our mental health episode where we were talking about how you can use weed to self-medicate. 
feel like when you are depressed and you have zero sex drive, mm-hmm. weed can definitely flip the switch and allow you to actually feel a libido. Um, but again, it depends for the person. So I guess if I'm depressed or something, and those are the times where like I never want to have sex, even if I'm dating somebody, I think adding a little lost uh, substances can sure do the job, especially if you're on SSRIs. If you're oh mentally ill and on SSRIs, say goodbye Ooh. to your libido. Sex drive boo. I'm not on SSRIs anymore. Same. Fuck that shit. That ruined my sex drive. Yeah. It ruined my drive to do anything. And birth control can also fuck with your sex drive. Men made that so women don't get sex. pregnant. <laughs> That's true. Instead of just fucking getting a vasectomy. Yeah. Cut your dick off, men. Just let us use your dick as a toy. Well, we don't want the cum involved. <laughs> I Honestly, I do. Someone put a baby in me. <laughs> um, my mom, this is such a side note, but I just have to get it out there, has like an actual like develop, like what are those pictures called that used to go on photo albums? Ultrasounds? Not an ultrasound. No, I'm talking about like when you take a, a on a disposable camera. Just a regular picture. Like you print like it out Polaroid? a picture. No. Or you take it, the film in to be developed. Yeah, and then those pictures. <laughs> now I only refer to pictures on my phone. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't know okay, she has a picture of her literally giving birth with like the baby's head coming out of it. Exactly. I think it might have been mine. And then she and I was like going through family pics as like a kid, and I saw it, and she was like, "It's natural. Oh it's a God, vagina. So I pushed you out of my fucking." For JJ out of my cookie, and you should be thankful you're fucking here. Well, I'm not. Oh my god. I watched a home birth once in seventh grade, and I was like, this is this is not for me. <laughs> oh, does weed increase your sex drive? Yeah, for sure. Especially like we we're talking about like when we're having mental health issues. Yeah. You can just bring it back, you know. Oh, babies. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry to, to ruin, ruin your day. day. I'm sorry to the world, actually. But now you have a little deeper understanding of why we're both fucked up. <laughs> we'll talk a lot about Crazy Kelly on here. You'll hear the fucking voice come out. Oh my god. There's literally like a whole persona for her. There is. There, yeah. There is. We should talk about one day. Oh, because Mother's Day was last... Was yeah. it this weekend or last weekend? Last weekend. That's why I stayed in bed all day. The, okay, let's talk about last Mother's Day. Oh my god. Emily doesn't talk to her mom. I do not. It's been it's been a good eight years. And I had just talked. I just met Emily last year, and I was like, "Well, if we're gonna hang out with my mom for Mother's Day. Like, you should join us, cause like I wanted her to feel included." Bad very idea. Very sweet. Bad execution. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, like ten minutes into being home, I did not five minutes, home. I look at Emily and I go, "I'm sorry." I, I should have known. I should have known better. But I, I recognize so much of your mother, of my mother in your mother. So I was like, you don't need to apologize. Like this, I feel right at home. Oh. This is totally normal to me. <laughs> my mom's like, everyone sit at the fucking table while I cook and just sit there in silence. And I'm like, mom, we're in the living room. We're having fun. And she's like, Emily, sit at the fucking table. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, Emily. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and shut up. And then we ended up, it got so bad that my mom is in the middle of cooking this huge meal. And I was like, mom, if you keep, you know, disrespecting us, we're going to leave. And so I made everyone get up and leave. And we left her there. Happy Mother's Day. And then we smoked. And then we got really high. Weed literally cures everything. Okay, so has a guy ever used like oh you want to smoke like come over and let's smoke or like i'll pick you up and we can smoke as a way to try to like hook up with you of course um yeah i used to like i had when i was much younger like just turned 18 there was like a a cook at my job (laughs) it's always the cook it's always the (laughs) cook you mentioned this in another episode um and he was like you want to go smoke so like i went to his house and like it was obvious like he was trying to like Mm-mm. you know and i was like this is not for me yeah. i gotta go that's the hard part when you're young and you're just starting to smoke weed and weed is not as accessible as like to you as it is now like if you don't have as much money you're kind of waiting for people to smoke you up mm-hmm. like you want to take up everyone up anyone's offer to yeah, smoke you take what you can get but looking back at it there's a lot of times as a young teenager not even a teenager i don't know college kid i guess you should have said no yeah i'm like why did i get myself into that i'm like damn it i should not have agreed to smoke with you you said weed though and you got me excited yeah it's because stoners it's just like you want to smoke it's like i do 
I do. How did you know? Right? How did you fucking know? I'm curious of you guys. What's your getting suckered in to hook up with somebody smoking story? Yeah. Men or women. We want to hear it all. Do you ever use, like, let's smoke to try to, like, hook up with somebody? Or have you? Um, I think when I was in, like, college and me and my boyfriend at the time were kind of, like, on the outs because he cheated on me. <laughs> I used it on my plug. But then I was like too much of a pussy to do anything. I was like, if I make eye contact with you, like, are we gonna make out right are now? Make out, like, wait. <laughs> wait, you said this. You used it on your plug, like you were trying to hook up with your plug. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a partner get mad at you for your relationship with your plug and like accuse you of like flirting with your plug? Um. Yeah, but I think that was just like insecurity and jealousy. I don't think I've ever had a guy get mad at me for a plug, but I definitely know. I think one of my exes, like, got mad and, like, I don't know, he thought his ex was cheating on him because after work she would smoke with a guy that she worked with and, like, would get weed from. Oh, my God. I had an ex be weird about that. I'm like, and then the guy did end up falling in love with me. (laughs) But I literally, the most I ever touched him, like, I hugged him. We worked for, like, eight months together. So I feel like I could hug the dude once when he's upset. Like, we used to, like, give high fives. But, like, we literally just sat and smoked in the parking lot at, like, 8 p.m. Once we got off work, finished cleaning, there was nothing to it. And he was, my dude was so jealous about that. I'm like, there's nothing going on. There's literally, and then... Two weeks later, my friend was like, yeah, I'm in love with you. Oh, my, my God. My girl. I was like, oh. no, thank you. No, thank you. My ex was an, ended up being right. I'm pretty sure his ex was fucking that dude after they broke up. So, I mean. As long as she wasn't cheating on him. Right. But I, it was kind of like an emotional affair. Exactly. Like, if you're gathering intel as to whether you would like that person. Exactly. That is cheating. I agree. Where's my air bar? Um, oh, did I leave it in the bathroom? I catch myself needing nicotine right now. So we're talking about partners, like, being kind of weird. Have you ever had a partner who was weird about smoking or who you had to hide your smoking from? No, I think I was always the partner. I was pretty straight edge for a long time, so I never smoked. So I think certain partners would kind of, like, try to hide that they were smoking. This is, like, college, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, they never really talked about it unless it was, like, brought up. And I think because I was so against drugs and, and drinking, like, anytime I did have a partner do anything, I was kind of that person being like, why are you doing that? Like, that's gross. Like, I thought you were better than that, you know? <laughs> I was that partner. Um, R.I.P. to the girl I used to be, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I remember, uh, I think, like, this guy that I kind of dated, I call him an ex because we said I love you, but we never officially dated. <laughs> you ever have a boyfriend? It's not your boyfriend, yes. but you call him your boyfriend. Yes. Um, and so he was saying that he's had full-blown relationships where the girls did not know that he smoked at all. And this guy smoked as much as we smoke. Like, he smoked all the time. That's really weird. Yeah. So he was like, I just, we had it. He, she has no idea. And I was like, I'm, how sad is that? I don't understand those relationships where, like, you keep such, like, a big part of your life from them. That's just not, like... When I'm with somebody, I literally tell them everything. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. One time I told my ex that I shit my pants. Like, <laughs> like if you can't do that and you have to hide a part of you, you're not being authentic and you're settling for somebody you probably shouldn't be with. Yeah. Like, I pissed in a cup in front of my ex. Like, <laughs> what? I just get it all out there. Was it in a car? I was, yeah, I was in a COVID testing line and it was like 45 minutes long. And I was like, I have to pee so bad. So I got a cup and a, a donkey's cup and I just peed in it. I've never done that. I mean, girl, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. One time I was on a first date and I had a pee and the guy was like, do you want, to, want me to come pee with you? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> so he peed in the shower and I peed on the toilet and then he handed me drugs. <laughs> and it was the start of a terrible fucking relationship. What is this? I'll cut it out. Oh. No, I wouldn't keep his name in there because that man's a whore. So if you're listening to this and you have ever had sexual relationships with that man, run. He's a fucking whore. He tried to fuck my sister. He tried to fuck my friend Fallon. <sighs> he had a community dildo. Do you think that... Do you think that it's possible to have a relationship with somebody? So we smoke a lot. Like, would you be able to date somebody that didn't smoke at all? I don't know. 
as long as they were like okay and like no judgment about my weed smoking mm-hmm. like none and they would like sit with me while I smoked or exactly like, while I took edibles yeah I think I could do it I think I could do it but I feel like when people you when you meet somebody they're they're on their your everyone's on their best behavior mm-hmm. you know what I mean there's a lot of things when we're meeting somebody we don't necessarily want to tell them like, well, this is a rule and I don't like this because you're afraid of losing somebody. Um, I think people are so afraid of losing somebody rather than being authentic to themselves. Yeah. And so they'll be like, of course it's okay. I don't care if you smoke. And then the honeymoon phase is over. You're six, six months, months in. And they're literally like, all you do is smoke. smoke. Why do we have to smoke everywhere we go and before bed and when we wake up? And I then bet you knew this about me. Exactly. And it comes out later. This is not new. Yeah, I think everyone, you need to be authentic, especially if you're just, like, dipping your toes in the dating pool. Like, you don't want to have to... Look at Lucy. What the Oh, Oh my God! I locked her out on the patio because she was being a shithead. I just look over. She's, like, standing at the glass door, like, scratching, trying to get in. But I have, like, a a old chameleon (laughs) cage out there. So she's, like, three feet off the ground. You just see her poke her head out, like, human level, scratching at the door. Oh... She'll be all right. But back to what I was saying. Yes, you need to be authentic. Like, you don't want to start off a relationship with, like, weird things that are going to bother you later. Like, you need to set your standards up front. And And set boundaries. Yeah, set boundaries. If that person doesn't meet your boundaries or your standards, move on. Oh, my God. We should have a whole episode on how to date properly because that's, like, a whole thing to dive into. Oh, my God. Jumped up. I don't know what she's trying. What the fuck? I need to get a video of this. Hey, girl. But I I feel like I would prefer to have a stoner. Me too. Yeah. I even dated one who was a stoner and traveled the fucking country on wheat farms and smoked all the time. And then I would smoke and be like, why? Who's up to get high? I'm like, let me live my life. Because I'm mentally ill. I'm mentally ill and you don't love me. So. (laughs) Okay. So that goes into the next question. What have your partners thought of your smoking habits? Um, well, I've only, ah, so, okay, so that goes into the next question. What have your partners thought of your smoking habits? Um, well, I've only, ah, one of them, like, would always smoke bong with me. So we always smoked bong. And actually, we did edibles a decent amount. I think we did the same amount together. There were times though where he like wouldn't want to smoke before bed and I always had to smoke before bed. And so I would smoke and he would just like sit there and watch. And then there were times where in the middle of the night, I like couldn't sleep through a full night. I used to have like insomnia problems. And he would just like hear me get up in the middle of the night and he'd hear like the bubbles of like mm. the, of the bomb. He'd be like, are you smoking right now? I'd be like, yeah, I can't sleep. Mind your fucking business. Yeah, he didn't really say much. And then the next one would smoke with me, but I mean, he kind of like looked down at me smoking so much. And I was kind of, I was like, you're the one who I was like, he'll be so into this because you literally worked on weed farms. I'm confused. Do you feel like there's a double standard with men and women stoners? Yes. Because I was like looking on Reddit, looking for like ideas for this episode. And there were so many men being like, I would never date a stoner girl. I'm a stoner. I smoke all the time, but I could just, I could never date a stoner girl. I'm like, why? That makes no fucking sense. It's literally just men not wanting women to be happy. (laughs) You don't want me medicated? No, they just, guys want to control you. I think it's just literally a way of feeling like control. What they're afraid of is when you get high, they're like, well, she's going to fuck someone else. Like, it's it's not going to take me smoking weed to fuck somebody else. That's for sure. It's going to take your shitty fucking attitude and your double standards. And us breaking up, stupid bitch. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, I think there was a double standard in my last relationship. Like, I feel like I, he kind of gave me shit for how much I smoked. Yeah. And, like, granted, I would get high and then go see him and his family, so. That's okay. But That's they fine. knew, too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, everybody also drinks. Like, there's such, like, a, oh, everyone can drink, but nobody can smoke. Like, it's fine to, like, go grab a, a beer and go out to a game. It's fine to, like, you know, take a shot and then go out, but you can't smoke. And drinking is so much worse for you. Yeah. Than weed. Yeah. It has way more negative effects on your body, on your mind, your mental health. Literally, it affects how you look. I don't smoke weed and I don't look older. I drink and I look older after a weekend. 
So if anything, you should tell your girlfriends to not drink and just get high all the time because then they will be MILFs. And then buy them weed because you love them. Yes. Um, what are some ways that you feel that smoking weed can hurt a relationship? Are there any? I think for somebody who's not super into smoking weed, dating somebody who is a, a stoner. And again, that's knowing your boundaries and knowing what you're willing to accept. If you know somebody smokes all the time, don't go into that relationship thinking that you can fix them. You know, if you go in thinking, oh, they'll change for me or as we, no, they won't change for you. So I think, I think setting boundaries and and knowing with yourself what you're willing to put up with and not put up with, if it's going to bother you, like think about it. If your partner's smoking every night, every morning before they do things, then after they do things, things, while they're doing things. (laughs) If that's going to bother you, don't date that person. Allow them to be them and figure out what they want to do with somebody who's going to be supportive. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. No. But people just want to lower their standards and then... Just so they can be in a relationship. Hurt themselves. It kind of blows my mind. And I used to do that all the time. Looking at me. Yeah. (laughs) You stupid bitch. Stupid fucking bitch. But... Do you guys have like any relationship issues that arose because of weed? Like I remember my ex used to smoke all the time before I was a big stoner. I was like, why is he always high? Yeah, I think when I was younger, I would get mm-hmm. I would get so turned off by yeah, guys like, who were high all the time. You always smell like smoke, bro. Like just chill. But now I'm like, I get you. You smell like that good shit. I what get are you smoking? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I don't want... If you comment on my smoking habits, I think that is going to be the first... The first strike. Yeah. And that's, again, knowing your own boundaries Mm -hmm. and what you want to accept. Yeah. Let us know. DM us. Have you ever had an issue ruin a relationship because of weed? I'm curious. Yeah. And why and what the story was. Were you the smoker? Were they the smoker? Were you both? All right, so we're talking a lot about relationships, weed, weed and relationships. Can we just have like a little fun with it? Talk yeah. a little shit. Let's talk some shit. I want to talk shit about men. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk shit about men who slide into DMs. Oh God. I know you have like a whole series. I did on your channel about sliding into into DMs. The do's, the do's, do's nots, do nots, do nots. Yeah, I had a YouTube, I have, I have, I have a YouTube channel that I did a whole series called Down in My DMs, and I would make it fun, they were themed, like, the laws of DMs, sliding in, like, this playbook to sliding into DMs, so I did, like, I compared, I compared sliding into DMs to different football plays, and how they relate, and then I gave examples of DMs. I wish I knew what a football play was. Yeah. I think it was a lot easier for me to keep up with that series when I had Tinder, and I never used Tinder to actually date. I used it, like I would make a real profile, and then I would have my Instagram in my bio, and I'd be like, best pickup line wins, like on Insta. So it drove people into my Instagram DMs, and people got really creative or really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think men got mad that I didn't want to actually talk to them. And then they reported me, and then I got banned on all of my phones, computers, numbers for Tinder. And then I think we used my phone number uh, on Tinder. my phone. Yeah, and then my we got blocked my number uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, once I got blocked, I didn't have a huge influx of yeah DMs. Like I still get them here and there, but none of them were like worthy enough to keep going. I feel like I had uh, so many DMs when I was younger. Really? Like, am I old now at the ripe old age of 22? I'm too old to get DMs. I don't know. I feel like when I was- Well, you stop. You don't really use social media. That's true. I I don't. You use it to, like, creep on people or watch, but you don't, like, post enough to, like, put yourself out there. Yeah. For them to come in. But I still get weird DMs. Mm -hmm. I will also- I tag you and everything now, so you're gonna get all the creeps that I don't answer as well people who follow me that like you mm-hmm. like i just put your titties on my story like you're gonna and i tagged you like you're gonna get some dms people be like give me those milk jokes baby <laughs> um what are some of the worst dms that you've received okay 
can I read it? Like, besides, yeah. like, the obvious, like, dick pics, which I've definitely oh gotten. Oh, my God, so they're many. so annoying. And they're never good-looking dicks. Like, it's God. It's angle, too. Like, it's all the way from above or, like, all the way from down under. I'm like, I'm like, you're you trying to make your dick look bigger, and that makes you look insecure, and that makes me not like you because you're insecure. Yeah, don't even send people your dicks. <sighs> okay, so I got, like, this long-ass DM <laughs> from somebody I hadn't talked to since I was literally 12. We went oh. to middle school together. Should I read the whole thing? <laughs> yes. And he DM'd me. He said, let's be grown adults about this. In all honesty, I DM'd you because I know you're cool. I enjoyed knowing you and haven't seen you for a while, but don't get me wrong. You also caught my eye. You're bad and I want to fuck you so good till your legs go numb. <gasps> Look, I've had relationships in the past. You know that. I'm a loyal dude. Never cheated on anyone and I don't give a fuck about none of that at this time. I want you to bust it back on me. <laughs> I want to get in your guts. <laughs> Little boys only DM girls and beat around the bush and trying to finesse all the time and play mental games and you know what? That's not me. I don't got time for that. Let's just say fuck it, whatever, and have fun. If it's not you though, it's all cool. I respect it and your choice is your choice. At least I told you what's up. So what do you think? I love that. So what do you think? I want, I want you like, I want to bust it back. Bust it, baby. <laughs> I want to get in your guts, girl. <laughs> get in your guts. Give you that good, good. What do you think? I literally was like, it's not for me. Thank you. And he was like, respected. So like, at least he took the rejection well. But still, why is that your opening? Uh, uh, I want you to bust it back on me. Bust what? <laughs> Where? I, I haven't talked to you in a long time, sir. That's what I think. Like, guys, they get so sexual right off the bat, you know? I had a guy, um, let me, someone messaged me on TikTok and said, yes, I want to get married and put a baby in your pussy. <laughs> Was that after your joke about like, you're horny for stability? You want like a white baby? I literally think that's, I was like, I'm just ready to get married and someone put a baby in me. And he was like, that person is me. Yeah, so I knew I knew I was going to get DMs after that. That was kind of the point, so I could lead them to my OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. So I purposely put myself out there in a way so that people just go to my OnlyFans because it pays a paycheck. It does. Um, a good money, one. Girl, get that fucking money. But somebody else said, um, so are you going to be my hot wife, LOL? Which means, like, I'm their girlfriend and fuck other people for in front of them or oh, something. Oh, is that what that means? Something cuckolding. I thought they were like the same thing, but hot wife, yeah, like I fuck other dudes, which honestly doesn't sound bad. But if that's your first, it's <laughs> <laughs> not how you should start a conversation. No, don't message me like that. I had one said, "I dream of being a cuckold, locked in chastity to a beautiful woman like yourself one day." I hope he's paying you for that. I know. I, there's a fee. I got another one. <laughs> I would love to smell your farts. <laughs> the honesty. You can fart all over me, love. I love it. You near Jersey at all, or PA, or NY? I'll take good care of you, 50 exclamation points. <laughs> I'm not an old man, LOL. 44, Italian, and fun as hell, XOXO. And then somebody, then he sends another one later that night. Please come to Jersey, I'll make you a bunch of money. With a bunch of money signs. Interesting. So you get like a lot of randoms. Oh yeah. I feel like because I'm not as active on social media, I get the guys who I haven't seen in a decade who like know what I look like now. And they hit me up every six months, literally like clockwork. There's a line of unread messages or like oh, read that's been ignored. And it's just every six months it's like, hey, you got to be up. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you want to hook up? It's like, read the fucking room, dude. I'm not responding to you. Oh, my God. I feel like that kind of goes into, um, like, what not to do when sliding in a girl's DMs. Let's do a quick run So, down. we're shitting on you, men, because y'all <laughs> suck at this. But we want to help you out a little bit. Okay? And here's the thing. I also have to say this. If you're a fucking woman and you respond to this shit... You really ruined it for you're, the rest of us, you're, girls. You're ruining it for us. Stop. Stop it. Like, Raise your standards. Yes. Because if they get... their Guys are like a number. they like, it's a numbers game. They'll throw that shit out at whoever's going to jump, and then somebody's going to jump. Yeah. Do if they get one ounce of response, like one tiny inkling that there might be a way to get in. They think that's the right way. It's not. It's low effort, and it's disgusting. <laughs> um, I would say, okay, 
based on what you just said, guys, do not have, if you're having a conversation with yourself in someone's DMs. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. See yourself out of the, out of the conversation. Just exit the room, babe. Like, they're not talking to you. Like, that's, like, literally, imagine if I came up to you at a mall and I was like, hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Hey. You look good. And guys, like, tend to think that if they're persistent and wear you down. Oh, my God. And I just, I get bad vibes from that. It's very rapey. Yeah, it's very not consenting. Yeah. Not a fan. You shouldn't have to wear somebody down. To get them to a point to sleep with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just putting that out there. That being said, also, don't respond. If you're responding, like, no, oh, God, nothing turns me off more than a guy who responds to every single one of my stories every day. And I'll post, like, sometimes 15 stories a day. They will literally respond to every single story I post for months, sometimes years. <laughs> sometimes years. Again, the persistence. The persistence. And I'm like, I haven't answered one of these. Can I guess, like, the top four emojis that they send you let me know if i'm right okay okay fire yes the hard eyes yes peach yes oh my god i'm um mm, what about eyes i feel like ooh, girl like eyes yeah. you know okay. yeah all right those are that was a good guess that yeah good guess. and how, it wasn't a guess because you've gotten it before i have <laughs> so <laughs> Like, I also, like, if you're responding, if I feel like it's almost, like, if I respond to you once that you're going to just go full-blown conversation, like, sometimes I feel bad. Like, there's been times where I felt bad, so guys will, like, blow me up. And this is because I was trying to build an audience, like, a real audience and, like, have conversations. Um, so I would answer, and I'd be like, thanks. Like, or, like, if it was about something non-sexual so like there'll be a bunch of fire emojis and then they'll actually have a real response to like what i said you mm -hmm. know and so i'm like okay now i'm ugh, i feel bad so i'll respond <laughs> and then they take that as like i'm gonna send paragraphs they take it and fucking run and they fucking run and they don't leave me alone like i don't want to feel like pressured to talk to you or like to respond like i want it to be a free-flowing conversation so again i go it goes with like reading the room like do we actually i know you want to talk to me but do I want to talk to you? I feel like also with the rise of social media, there is the concept that everybody is available at all times, especially when you are an influencer and you do post like several times a day. They think that you're always going to be in your messages. You're always going to be in your DMs responding to people, but that's just not the case. Like you are also a person. You also have a life. You also have days where you don't want to respond to people and like, if they're actually trying to get to know you, they shouldn't have those standards put upon you in the first place. That you should respond to them every day. That there needs to be a conversation right off the bat. Like, exactly. Take it slow. You don't need to. You've seen what my DMs look like. Yeah, they're rough. <laughs> and and literally, my friends would get mad. They'd be like, "You're on your phone. Why can't you answer me?" I'm like, "I'm on my phone for work. I'm not just. I'm literally not having full blown conversations in text. If you're trying to have a conversation with me in text, like." Oh my god, I get so annoyed because I'm so busy and I'm all over the place. I also have ADHD, so half the time I forget to answer. Like, if you want to talk to me, call me. And if we don't know each other enough to call me, then, don't like, me. don't call me. <laughs> so, I, we're saying don't reply to every story with emojis. Mm -hmm. Don't have a conversation with yourself. Read the room. Take a fucking hint, dude. Don't be sexual and gross right away because it's just such a turn off. Oh god, the guys who are sexual right away, it's it shows me that what you're interested in and that's not what I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if if that's all you have to offer, that's pretty fucking pathetic. <laughs> like literally get a hobby. <laughs> Go jerk off. Yeah, I feel like the guys too who are always like, yo, I want you to bounce that ass back. I, I would fucking <laughs> I would show you I would I can show, show you the world. A real man. Yeah, those ones always fuck terrible. Or have little dicks. So I got a DM of, like that was literally sexual right away. Um, Jamie, you're bad as hell. I'll Venmo you 2K if you let me put my nine inches in your guts. Devil emoji. Okay, first of all, the audacity. That was Saturday at 11.22 a.m. The audacity. That was in the morning. <laughs> Sorry, go back to bed. And then I get one at Tuesday at 11 a.m. Same guy. Response to my story, same guy. I'll tie you to the bed and make you take this long dick whenever, whether you can or not. That's so rapey. That's so, ugh. Uh, Shouldn't be having a 
having a role play in somebody's fucking DMs. No. I'm like, I didn't consent to any that rape fantasy. Um What about what about can I can I ask you a question, girl? Oh my god. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> you already asked a question. That is a question. Do you remember like when you You're were You're wasting up? my time by making you just wanna hear me say yes. Yeah. When you were growing up, your teachers, like, if you ever did that to them, like, can I ask you a question? They'd be like, you already did. Go sit down. Like, did you ever get hit with that? I think so. I don't know. I feel like I grew out of that because teachers told me to not be like, can I ask you a question? Like, no, just fucking ask your question then. Also, when you say that, when you mess with somebody and you say, like, can I ask you a question? It's really showing that you're insecure. Like, you are not confident in messaging that person and asking a question. And if you don't know whether or not you should ask the question you're about to be asking. Just don't. You shouldn't be asking the fucking question. Just don't. Oh, man. Like, we don't want to hear people talking about our looks. Because people on the streets already do that. Literally, we don't like being catcalled. Like women, there's videos and countless videos of women saying that they don't like to be catcalled and they don't want to, um, I don't want to hear about my looks. I really don't. If you message me, hey gorgeous, how are you doing today? I literally will not respond. (laughs) I think, okay, I think what men think is when they compliment our looks, they call us pretty or they call us gorgeous, that that's what we want to hear. That is if we're insecure and not good with ourselves, that we need you to validate that for us. Is that not a projection of their own insecurity onto us? It is. Like, we know we're bad bitches. We are hot. You see me post my ass all the time. You don't even tell me how great it is. I know. I took a picture of it. fantastic. You know? Like, show me something that you actually, like, give a fuck about who I am. And... Uh, it, there's a lot a lot of these messages just show insecurity in men and then when you don't when you're like I'm not interested they're like fuck you bitch you are ugly anyways <laughs> you fucking whore I don't even want to fucking talk to you which again there, is their insecurity alright the 20 messages in my DM say otherwise though Sean <laughs> um oh my god you know what I also hate when guys message me you probably get this often but I'm sure you hear this all the time you just know it's gonna be weird yeah, or it's like, oh, you're so gorgeous. Like, I would love to take you out. You're right. I do get this often. When you say you probably get this often, you're literally telling me you already know people compliment me and tell me I'm pretty. So why are you just going to add to it? You're not, you're saying, you're literally not setting yourself apart whatsoever. Exactly. You're not u- unique. Yeah. No. So if I'm getting this often, why don't you try to separate yourself from the pack? Yeah, do something different. Exactly. We can't all be original, though. Not all of us are good. I feel like, again, that also shows insecurity. Oh, it, it definitely does. Um, what about people, like, asking for, like, personal information? Like, have you ever had anyone be like, so, like, what are you into in bed? I feel like I've had DMs like that. I'm out like, of nowhere. Why am I telling you this? Exactly. Do I know you? I had a guy message me, and it was like, literally first message, where do you live? And then it was like, I didn't answer. Next message, what's your phone number? It's like, do you want my social security number too, bro? Like, what the like, fuck? Why are you asking me security <laughs> questions? You're trying to hack into my account? <laughs> trying to steal my credit cards or something. Um, and also, like, women are afraid. Like, women are genuinely afraid of men. Like, if you we, you know where we live, you have our personal information. Like, we're actually thinking, like, am I going to get stalked? Yeah. I don't want to feel like you're <sighs> creepy and you're a stalker, so don't fucking be creepy. Um, oh, God. I hate when men just message me, hey, Hey, what, Hi. what am I supposed to do with that? Exactly. Like, wow, you put a lot of fucking effort <laughs> into that one, buddy. <laughs> that was a real thinker. <laughs> got Socrates over here. Um, oh, my God, asking for Snapchat. The first message. Oh. You're gorgeous. What's your snap? None of your fucking business. Or it's literally just like, what's your snap? It's like, oh, hi to you, too. <laughs> How are you doing? How nice are you to meet doing? you? Because any, anytime you do give your snap to a guy, like, they're sending you a penis. <laughs> <laughs> or them in the, do you remember the guy who you had over quarantine who would just send you a video of him showering and singing every day? Oh, <laughs> I forgot about it. I forgot about that. Every day. It was the same song. It was literally every day it was him in the shower just, like, singing. And I'm like, I know you're sending this to 50 people, but also I've received this 50 times this summer. I don't need to see you singing for three whole minutes to a whole song. Every single time he snapped me, I would open up in front of a group and we would just laugh. Okay. I guess we should give them some tips on how to slide into DMs. 
Okay, yeah. We were very negative. Like, we should probably be nice. No, we shouldn't, though, because we get literally harassed sexually by men on a daily basis in our DMs all the time. Especially if you're, like, like me and I'm social on social media. Like, I'm constantly putting myself out there. I get it ten times more because more people are seeing my shit. Mm-hmm. It's just so much. It's If you know I'm being harassed and you know that I'm probably getting this all the time, just don't be that person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, don't contribute to it. Like, do better. <laughs> but I guess one of the best ways to slide into DMs is um, when you're saying a girl's name, uh, spell it right. <laughs> Because it's, it's typically written in their username directly above you as you're about to send the message. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I literally hear, guys will send me great messages, but it will literally be like, hey, Jamie Lee, and Jamie spelt wrong. And immediately I will not respond to you because what that shows is lack of, like, carelessness. Awareness. Issues. <laughs> you don't pay attention to detail, which means you're not going to pay attention to the little things I do because you couldn't even spell my fucking name right. Mm. <laughs> I was negative too. Fuck. <laughs> We're okay. not doing great. Um, be genuine. And this goes back to us talking about, like, issues within relationships with stoners and non-stoners. Like, you need to be upfront in who you are from the beginning. Yes. Even if that's just talking through DMs or talking through Tinder or whatever, like, don't try to be somebody you're not. Because you are going to showcase who you really are, and if you're not showing it from the beginning, they're not, they might not like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think your message says a lot about who you are and how you approach dating and anyone who is a smart, you know, person who values themselves is going to see right through your DM as a, who you are as a character. Um, I had a guy slide in my DMs once. Okay. So I always talk about things that I like on my social media. And so I have an obsession with Montreal steak seasoning. I put it on everything. (laughs) I also used to love white monsters and what are my favorite chips? barbecue mm-hmm so this guy slid in my dms and he was like hey it was it was funny it was creative and he pointed out a bunch of things he noticed about me and my personality and things that i like mm-hmm. in the message he was like yo the first time we hang up you know we're gonna roll a blunt i'm gonna bring you a white monster some barbecue chips and fuck it if we need to get montreal steak seasoning we can top our food with that too yeah, when guys notice, like, actual things about you, like, things that make you you, it feels good. It feels so good. There's a way to kind of slide into a DM without being creepy mm-hmm. that shows that you've done your research on the person, that you value them for them, yep. and that you're not going to be somebody that's, like, weird. And, like, literally a basic thing about maintaining relationships is, like, keeping track of those little things about people. Exactly. So if you're doing that before I even know you, that shows me that you're going to pay attention to that stuff while we're dating. Yeah. And that kind of goes into, like, get creative with it. Have a little fun. Get loose, you know? Like, don't be the stereotypical, hey, beautiful. Yeah, have fun with it. I love when guys get creative and they're funny if i read your message and i literally like spit my drink out or i'm laughing (laughs) or i'm like oh fuck that was clever like that was good you were clever you were funny like i'm gonna be like ah i'm gonna answer this guy because you just got me excited you know what i mean and you know what like we're being i feel like we're being a little bit too nice because honestly those are basic things that you should be doing regardless exactly and the fact that most men aren't is really sad women have very low standards because we are treated so poorly like yeah girls if you have any other ideas about like what you think would be a better way for men to slide into dms let us know we want to hear your ideas yeah what are some dms that have worked for you like what like send us screenshots of your dms i would love to talk about it on the next podcast episode or future podcast episodes yeah so if actually anyone who's listening right now we're asking you screenshot some dms like the bad dms that you've got also reasons you would respond to dms and any good dms that you've got or men like what are like some dms that you're very proud of that ended up working what are some like tinder lines that ended up working that (laughs) maybe we could dive more into dating on this podcast i think that would be cool i think people would like that yeah let us know um but now it's time get stony baloney What, what kind of secret society would you like to start? Hmm. Would I start a cult? What kind of cult? I don't know. I feel like I would want it to be for something good. 
Can I start a secret society that, like, we clean up the oceans? I feel like that shouldn't be secret. I feel like that should be broadcasted on the news. Let's clean the oceans, folks. <laughs> what about you? I think a secret society that I would like to start would be, I don't know. What if you started, like, like an some underground comedy club? That would be cool. That would be cool. I feel like we did that during COVID. People were doing stuff yeah. in their houses, like, outside of it, and only certain people were invited mm-hmm. and things like that. I think mine would be, like, a revolution from the government. <laughs> I would start, the like... FBI don't come for us. Yeah, we're, we're the revolution, and, um... We're gonna take you <laughs> We're gonna take over the government. Literally, a, a, just women starting the government ourselves. We just take all the men, chain them up... Hi. And you don't know who we are, but we're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is the sexiest name you've heard? And what is the least sexy name? Okay, the least sexiest name would be like Edwin. <laughs> oh, I actually, wait, I know an Edwin. He's very nice. Okay, it's nice. This is not sexy. I wouldn't want to call it out during sex. I'd be like, Edwin. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those names. Carl. Oh, oh Carl. I just got shivers. <laughs> I feel like Carl's like an old man who like looks at children. Sexy names are like Javier. Oh, Javier. Victor. I'm trying to think of Victor. I, I find a dude named Victor. Was I hot? Victor. I'm trying to think of hot names. Um, I feel like Kehlani has a hot name. That's a hot name. I guess, like, it really depends on who the person is. Like, if you have passion for them, like, everything will be True, hot. like Damon from Vampire Diaries. Like, Damon. Damon's hot. But then I feel like I know some Damons. Like, I have a cousin named Damon. Um, okay, what's the weirdest thing that you've seen in somebody else's home? Okay, well, my step of somebody else's home... Like, or maybe your home that's not yours. Okay, my dad's old wife, R.I.P., um, was very religious and very spiritual. So there were symbols, like, everywhere. The house was filled with, like, old statues that she would find on the street. Oh and, like, God. really weird, like, saint images and all of this stuff. And I was like, I don't like it here. <laughs> I did, someone super religious, and there was just photos of Jesus everywhere. Yeah. I remember one time we were fucking, and I got wrong hold, and as I got, oh. <laughs> as I got wrong hold, I was literally looking up, I was like, yeah, and I was, there was just a picture of Jesus, Jesus and then I got hit, hit in the butt with a dick, and I fell, and I lost all, I don't know, I lost a feeling in my legs, and I cried. Wow. Those are the sins that Jesus died for. <laughs> wrong holding. <laughs> Oh, I think the one of the I think also like um have you ever been in a house with a bunch of like taxidermy animals? I have not. I actively choose to stay away <laughs> from those homes. I feel like you never expect it and then you just see like a taxidermy dermy fo- like fox or something. But it like looks like kind of fucked up. It's like <laughs> Why? Me out. Why? I don't think I would want to keep any of our cats after they're dead. No. I would hire somebody to take their dead bodies out, and then I would get a new cat. Yeah. I know, it's sad. I love you guys. Love you. Okay. If animals could talk, what animal do you think would be the rudest? I literally saw that question. (laughs) I almost out of that one. Um, The rudest animal... Maybe a hippo. They're so cute though. I feel like they would be sweet. Those things fuck you up. I don't know. I feel like mules. Mules don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Oh god. I feel like they'd be assholes. Okay, you want fucking waffles? Fuck you, make them yourself. <laughs> what two totally normal things are become really weird if you do them back to back? Okay, I'm kind of proud of this answer. Okay. Getting naked. And hugging a child. Oh, God. Both very normal things. You gotta get undressed every day. If you know kids, you hug them. They're fucking cute. But doing them back to back, that's where that shit gets weird. Mm-hmm. That's when you become Crystalia. 
a pedophile. Fuck Chris D'Elia. Fuck Chris D'Elia, for real. Uh-huh. You saw he got removed from, like, that, the movie he was supposed to be in or whatever. They just, like, CGI'd the other guy that they hired for into all of, like, the previous, previous episodes they'd already things. shot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, what is the most useless talent you have? But I can do it without my hand. <laughs> it's what I bring out at parties. <laughs> okay, um, what's something that you still, like from your childhood, that you still think about and are embarrassed about? Like every time that memory comes up, you're like, oh. I think we edited it, edited it out of the last podcast. But I was at a play watching it with my parents and I had a, a, a glass bead from a little boy that I was in love with and I stuck the bead up my nose and I was like, how far can it go and I can get it out? So I kept sticking it up and taking it out, sticking it up, taking it out. Eventually it got fucking stuck and I stayed Emily. up in the middle of a play. I'm like, there's a bead up my nose. I'm literally screaming. Turns out my fucking pediatrician was in the audience. So she like comes over to try to help me. The entire play stopped. Like the whole play stopped. It was a whole Shut fucking production. Fuck I was screaming and crying. And they had to take me to the emergency room. I don't care what my, my medical records say. I'm convinced that beat is still up there. And that's why one of my nostrils is more stuffed than the other. Oh my God. I'm convinced. You can't tell me there's not a green beat in Yeah, this no doctors can tell you anything. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I have this... I don't remember a lot from like my early, early childhood, but I was in preschool. I think I was like four or five. Um, I remember like the kids didn't want to play with me at like recess. So I would just sit up on like the jungle gym by myself and swing my legs and sing. And I had no friends. I didn't have any friends in first grade because I got bullied because I ate fluff and utter. So I would. Everyone loves fluff and utter. Not at my school. What, who are these Nazis? <laughs> They would like, they would all make me sit down at the end of the table and I couldn't sit with anybody. No! I love They were just jealous that their moms didn't make them fluff or nutter. Yeah. Stupid bitch. Fucking bitch. Um, okay. What is the best Wi Fi name you've ever seen? My college one was Bill Nye the Science Fi. Oh, I like that one. Mm hmm. <laughs> There's always like the FBI surveillance station. <laughs> um,. Fuck that. There's been so many that I've actually seen. Like old man dick. I think when we moved into Eastie, there were like Eastie rats. And I was like, you're a bunch of white boys. Like I can just tell from that Wi-Fi name. <gasps> Literally. In college, they were always so funny. Like people were always trying to come up with cool Wi-Fi names because you would, they'd pop up and you would see all your neighbor's Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ours is called Bunch of Baddies. Bunch of Baddies. And honestly, that term was a lie because fuck our old roommates. None of them were baddies. No, they were saddies. What is the best inside joke that you've been a part of? Okay, I there have been so many that I honestly can't remember. I just thought of this one, and I think it's pretty great. So one of my bosses, I shall not name names, um, has a tendency to show his gut and his crack at the same time. Sometimes, you know, he alternates. He only shows the gut. He, like, lifts his shirt up. Oh, you can daddy. See, like, the What's his number? Mm. And then sometimes he'll, like, bend over and you can see, like, his whole ass crack. The hairy shit and all. Um, so. Question, does he wipe? <laughs> does he wipe? <laughs> Probably not. He That's doesn't wash his hands after he pees. Oh, or goes to the bathroom. Ever. <laughs> um, but so, like, we literally just talk about gut and crack. And, like, if you heard that, you would know what we were referring to. But, like. We know in our hearts. You don't think he knows his gut and his ass crack is showing? No, he's so oblivious about it. He literally will lift his shirt up and just leave the gut out. He has to know. Well, then why is he showcasing it to the whole office? To assert his dominance? I don't know. He's asserting something. <sighs> I think for me in college, like, my friends would come up with lies and, like, tell me. And I used to be so gullible. I still am. Yeah, I'd be so gullible. Like, one time, my friend... Dan in college told me that he, I don't know, he was like, yo, we went to this party and they were like, drink this drink out of this hose. And then they told me that they had put heroin into the drink and that he got fucked up from it. 
And then everyone in our friend group, like everyone, they're like, you out, yo, I was there, blah, blah, blah. Well, I believed that. They would bring it up. And then three years later, they told me and they were like, you know, we lied about that, right? Damn. And they all start laughing. They're like, we kept this from you for years. But they would do that shit to me all the time. And they would just keep jokes. And I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because I used to be super innocent. I didn't know anything about drugs. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Now here we are. Here we are. Talking about drugs on the internet. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Time to wrap this shit up. Time to wrap this shit up. Let's fucking go. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Two Girls, One Blunt. It's been real. Yeah. You can catch us every Tuesday. Uh, make sure you guys are DMing us stories, things you want us to talk about. We really want to get you guys involved and be able to bring that content or whatever you want us to talk about onto the podcast. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Yes, yeah, so people who have listened to the podcast and have messaged us, we appreciate you. Um, but we will see you guys next Tuesday. Yeah, cunts. <laughs>